It's time for the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email backtothebookbroadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Walland, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org. And now the broadcast. Take your Bibles, please, again, if you would, turn to Romans chapter 5. Romans in chapter 5, and we're just going to begin reading in verse number 6 this morning. The Bible says, For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. Now yesterday we dealt with this thing of Christ's significance, and that outside of Christ there is no way to God, and that we ought to make much of Christ, we ought to live for Christ, but our doctrine, everything about us ought to be centered around Christ, because He's the only one that truly matters. Then we barely started to touch on Christ's sacrifice, and we went over there to Philippians and chapter number 2, and, and showed how He how he condescended to us. He took so much of a downgrade, if you'll allow me to use that word, from what he was to what he allowed himself to be contained in. He went from up in heaven, at a place of glory, on a throne, and this being the Son of God, and instead he left heaven and came to this earth confined himself in a human body. He was born a man that he could live simply so that he could die in our stead. He made a greater sacrifice than any one of us could ever truly comprehend. The perfect, pure, sinless Son of God came to this earth so that He could take our sin upon Himself. So that He could bear the weight, judgment, justice, and wrath of God on Himself. He came to pay with His own blood for our souls. To redeem us from the bondage of sin that we were under. He came to reconcile us, those of us that chose to sin, that have chosen to reject Him. He came that He might reconcile us to the Father, that He could make a way that we would have an opportunity to make things right with God, to be in the clear with God, and to have a relationship with God once again. Yet, most of us, we don't care. Christ paid the ultimate sacrifice. Christ took upon himself the ultimate torture 
and punishment that has ever been or ever could be paid on this earth. Had it been anyone other than Christ himself, there is no way that they could have lived through half of what he was given. And the Bible very clearly tells us that when they got through with him, on that cross, he wasn't recognizable as Jesus Christ anymore. Nor was he recognizable even as a man anymore. Just a piece of mangled meat and blood. But he gave his body, surrendered himself in obedience to the will of the Father, and gave his body and his blood and paid for us with his blood. He purchased our pardon. Justice now is satisfied. Judgment has been given. And because of his sacrifice, salvation can now be offered to us. If we were to go back to the last part of chapter 4, it's speaking of the faith of Moses, or I'm sorry, the faith of Abraham. But it gives a parallel. I want We're going to go ahead and read it here again. In verse number 20, 23, we'll, let me just back up to verse 21. Speaking of Abraham and being fully persuaded that what God had promised or what he had promised, he was able also to perform, and therefore it was imputed to him for righteousness. Now it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but for us also, to whom it shall be imputed, if we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered for our offenses, and raised again for our justification. Notice that phrase, who was delivered for our offenses. Now, if you'll lend me your, your mind for just a moment. I, I don't want to bring up any thoughts, painful thoughts to you or anything like that, but I want you to understand something. Think of the worst sin you've ever committed. And then I want you to understand that it's that sin that Christ took upon himself. That sin that you've kept hidden, those things you've done you don't want anybody else to ever know, those things that would make your your those things that would embarrass you those things that would ashamed you that if it were made public would absolutely ruin you I want you to understand Christ took that on himself and Christ already bore the wrath of God on himself because of that sin he loved us that much we didn't want anything to do with him. The problem wasn't his problem. It was our problem. We chose sin. We broke the, the relationship between God and ourselves. We couldn't have restored it, no, but it wasn't his problem. It was ours. 
But he made himself to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Jesus loves you. Jesus died for you. Jesus paid the ultimate sacrifice for you, dear sinner. He died for you knowing how often you would reject Him. Knowing how awful you would live. He knows every sin you've ever committed and every sin you ever will commit. And He willingly took it on Himself that you could have a chance that you could have an opportunity to receive a free gift of salvation and be freed from the bondage of sin. You can be justified by faith in Jesus Christ because of His sacrifice. There is salvation in Him, and it's His sacrifice that allows us to be saved from the wrath of God through Him. That same wrath that's revealed to us in chapter 1 of Romans. But it goes so much deeper than that. Because not only does He save us from wrath, but He saves us to life and a fellowship with God. Now we can begin to move on through, uh, to the rest of this chapter. And verse number 12 is where we can begin reading. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered the world, and death by sin, so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. For until the law, sin was in the world. But sin is not imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is in the figure of him that was to come. Now we're going to see a parallel here in Scripture. You have the first Adam and the second Adam, as another place in Scripture refers to Christ as. And the parallel, really, we could say is between man or mankind and their way and God's way. The parallel is before Christ and then after Christ because of His sacrifice. But I want you to see that first and foremost, Adam here in, in this passage represents fallen man. In verses 12 through 14, let us know that even before the law, before men had a written law from God saying this is right and this is wrong, Paul, Paul tells us here that before the law, where, where there is no law is there's no transgression. I mean, if there's no speed limit sign on a road, and we don't, we, of course we know there's laws in our land, but say there was a road created and there was never any speed limit given for it, and there's no signs there, and it doesn't matter how fast you go, you're not breaking the law, right? In between Adam and Moses... There wasn't a specific law given. But even without that specific law, men, mankind was still a sinner. We're, we're, we're still sinners by nature. They received it from their father Adam. And the rejection of God still brought death to them. 
We don't know a whole lot about that that period of time and those kind of men, but we know that they were very, very, very wicked. And they all died. They, mankind's way of try, trying to get to God, mankind's way of life has never been sufficient, even before the law, to get themselves into heaven. But then we see Christ. We've seen Christ's significance. We've seen Christ's sacrifice. We've seen Christ's salvation. And now we begin to see Christ's sufficiency. In Adam, the offense, the sin, is magnified, if you'll allow me to use that word. And because of that one sin, he plunged the entire human race into sin. But in Christ, he's all-sufficient. We've talked about the seed of sin, or that root of sin on the inside of us, that nature passed to us from Adam. And we're going to find out in the rest of this chapter that Christ gave the answer to the root of sin, not just to the fruit of it. There's enough people out there, there's enough religion out there trying to deal with the fruit of sin and make men look somewhat good on the outside, but I'm telling you that is not enough for salvation. And for salvation to be possible, something had to be done about the seed of sin. And in Christ, His sacrifice was sufficient to deal with that root of sin in our lives. Verse 15 says, But not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abounded unto many. Christ gives you an opportunity to accept Him. You have the responsibility and you're accountable for your own choice. And that choice is, what are you going to do with Jesus Christ and the sacrifice that He has made for your sin? If you're willing to turn and in faith believe on Him, then you too can be justified. You've been listening to the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email backtothebookbroadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Wallen, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org.